Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Sari Kolia coming to you once again with another episode of H of Heroes, my podcast. Welcome to the podcast. And last week was busy, uh, extremely hectic for me uh, because uh, Hurricane Dorian here in the house, the family, we were really, really busy. It was a stressful time, but uh, it is over, so I'm glad. I was just doing a lot of uh, game streaming in my YouTube channel. Just to kind of like kill the time, but also kind of, uh, you know, come a bit about the whole situation, um, you know, not be as a stress, uh, but it's over. We, we, we are glad of that. Uh, not over for some people, of course, in the Bahamas and some parts of the U.S., so our prayers are with them. Uh, but now it's time to talk about the things, going back to normal, talking about the things that we enjoy the most. And today I want to talk about collectibles. I want to talk particularly statues. Uh, as you know, I have a big love for statues. Uh, my YouTube channel started reviewing statues. That was the beginning of it. Then it developed uh, evolved into some other things like comics and movies and all that and gaming now. So there's a lot of things that are, you know, my channel has gone through a lot of the, the process of growth. Uh, but it's always going back to the, the roots, going back to the beginning of, of my uh, passion that brought me to YouTube channel, uh, to this YouTube channel, which is collectibles. And statues in particular. Um, statues are something that we all love. And um, definitely there's always a question. A lot of people, uh, I, I've seen this in the last couple of months. I've seen this conversation for years. But uh, in the last couple of months, I've seen it more and more. Uh, perhaps it's because, you know, now there's more conversations in uh, Facebook. Facebook has become the place where people hang out. And we all, one way or another, we all spend time on Facebook on a daily basis. We check our Facebook page all the time. You know, we see the conversations. We interact with people. So, of course, uh, you know, the groups are there. The conversation is there. People are always bringing these questions or bringing this commentary or, they're, or you know, it's starting some, uh, you know, pretty much uh, the conversation uh, on this, you know, like is the, the hobby dying? Is, is it really uh, imploding in itself because of the, the great demand? Because there's so many people. There's so much influx of product by these companies. They're constant, uh, pretty much flooding the market and um, the prices have decreased or the value of a lot of collectibles, the, the prices have increased, but the value of these collectibles have decreased. So there's always this fear that it is coming to the end of the hobby. And this conversation is not something new. I have heard this for years. Uh, this conversation has been always in, in forums. It was before it was, you know, Facebook groups was, were created. On, on, on forums, there was this conversation, this constant question, is um, this a permanent thing? Is this hobby going to die at some point? And there's all kind of signs, and everyone reads the signs differently. Some people saying, well, this are, you know, this, the proof that the, the, the hobby is not dying because companies are producing more and more. The edition chances are huge. These companies have a lot of product. There's more product ev more than ever. Uh, there's more competition. So there's a sign that the, the, the market is doing fine. On the other hand, a lot of people are saying, well, the problem is that the products are no longer what they used to uh, cause back in the day you pay a certain amount and uh, in no time you have this increase in value with your collectible because it was a very niche market. But nowadays, uh, you know, prices have gone up and some people are saying, well, they're justifying it by saying, well, the companies are trying to compete with the, I would say the secondary market. Uh, but at the same time, you know, but the prices are so high that now when people are trying to sell their stuff, they're having a hard time, not only because people don't want to pay the top dollar and, um, you know, because there's more stuff coming out. You know, you have a Wolverine statue, then down the road, two months down the road, another company produces another Wolverine statue. There's three, four, five companies producing a Wolverine statue almost in the same vein. And uh, there's also... 
a lot of custom builders. So there's so much competition and all of this creates a chaos where most of the time people that are selling their stuff, they have to sell sell the stuff at a loss. You know, you pay a certain amount of money, you're probably gonna only sell it for 75% of what you paid for if you're able to sell it and you might gain a little bit but back in the day i remember you know um people you used to buy something uh, or buy an extra one and they you could sell it for i don't know like uh, like a 200 percent you know i would say a return on your investment or even 300 percent. it was it was crazy and uh but things have changed now i want to talk about it um because i think that there's uh, good signs they're saying that the the market is healthy, but at the same time, there are signs that show that the, the market is not healthy. So I want to discuss that in this podcast today. I want to go to the facts. I want to really show the facts or at least discuss the facts or the facts that we know. I'm not going to really show you numbers and stuff like that because I don't have them. And uh, definitely, I don't want to get into that rabbit hole. But definitely, we want to talk about those factors based on time and based on my personal experience. And if you want to share your experience as well, you can do that on on, face, uh, on, on my Facebook page, on my Twitter account, but also you can do that on YouTube. You can discuss that with me. Uh, but definitely, there's a lot of things. Uh, now, we need to go back to the history of collectibles, uh, particularly statue collectibles. Since millennia, people have collected things, and that includes statues. Uh, statues have always been some of the most popular collectibles of all times. It's art. People love art paintings, uh, miniature stuff, all kind of things people love to collect art. It's something so precious, something so unique about the human race, something that we enjoy. And you can go back in history through all the different cultures. You always notice that people have collected things. And some of the most popular things always have been figurines and statues. So people love that. You know, people, we enjoy that. We create, uh, people used to create images of to their gods. There was the little idols that they used to have. Then, of course, they, and it, it turned into other things. People were recreating life, you know, like you see statues of animals, of little things, of life. And for years, people have, you know, built a lot of companies, you know, have created images and then created these little figurines, people, companies like Precious Moments or other little things like that. People enjoy these little things. Uh, but the modern statue collecting, uh, you know, it takes excuse from all of that. But uh, as we know from comic book heroes, it started probably in the 90s. In the 90s, there was, before the 90s and the 80s, there was a lot of people. There was a big uh, scene of, I would say, uh, kid makers. People that were making garage kids that were creating figurines or figures for statues of horror things, uh, superhero things, little things that were doing just in a very, very small you know, scale. So the 90s was a really a time where a lot of people were doing, there was no company really producing a lot of stuff. But that's when the first time when actually one of those kid makers, were, and Randy Bowen, uh, pretty much jumped into the action. And he was the first one to, uh, you know, hold, you know, he hold the license. He held the license of Marvel and started his career, his job. Uh, before that, he was working for companies like uh, Dark Horse that were producing some figurines for them and some other companies, Warner Brothers. He was doing couple things here and there. Uh, for some of those big companies of the time back then, Attackers and things like that, he was doing little stuff. And uh, but then he went to work with uh, you know got the license with Marvel and started producing stuff with Marvel. 
And, uh, you know, things that, you know, the, at the beginning there was a little tiny little figurine statue, some of those classic originals that he had. They're very expensive, particularly the very limited line of, the, in this case, the, the bronze statues. They can go right now, you can tell you, they can go up to $7,000, $10,000 in the aftermarket because they're so limited. There were only a few ever created, some really nice pieces, very expensive. Those are, uh, you know, hot grails of Bowen designs. Uh, but then, of course, he went into a, a um, the little minibus uh, craze, which took over a lot of people. People were collecting that. And some of those bus back in the day were costing a lot of money. Of course, the company grew. There were the companies, uh, in this case, Warner Brothers was also producing a lot of stuff for their, their lines, for their animated series and stuff like that. Um, so there was a little bit of a trend here and there, people doing stuff, companies doing stuff little by little, and they grow, you know, and also that brought other companies like Sideshow Collectibles that are, they were only producing dolls back in the day, and they got into producing uh, little figurines and then the stars start going into statues and of course one of the original lines that they did was the dioramas uh when actually they started working with um people like from argentina some of the best sculptors in the world like uh, martin canale and they produce uh, those classic figures, those classic statues, dioramas, that up to this day are hard to come by. Uh, some of those figures like the Hulk versus the Spider-Man, uh, that thing you can find, I don't know how much it is now, but it got to a point that it was over $2,000. It is a big diorama, but still, $2,000 for something that is not even a 1-6 scale. But then you also have, like uh, in this case, Wolverine versus Saberto, one of the classic uh, original dioramas. You have statues like, uh, in this case, the, the, um, the, the X-Men uh, diorama uh, you have the Versus Sentinel, uh, one of them, like the Colossus with uh, uh, Cyclops, that's that you pretty much you couldn't get in for less than a thousand dollars when uh, you know, when they came out were at two hundred and fifty dollars, and then all of a sudden they were a thousand dollars in the aftermarket, and especially the exclusive with the light of features, those were the big ones, those were the things, and of course then the premium the, the comic kits came, then the premium format, uh, which a lot of people love, and a lot of people a lot of people don't know this history or don't remember because they weren't here uh, so this this were the big statues but then you also have companies like DC producing some dioramas you have dioramas like the uh, Batman versus Killer Croc the original the first edition that came out that thing was a thousand dollars in the aftermarket you know it was only less than two hundred fifty dollars or something like that when it came two hundred dollars and then it was a thousand dollars and all of a sudden come you know statues like the Superman the original versus dark side that was also very high but then you have you know products from Bowen designs like the the cable on top of the head of the the sentinel that thing but built by the kucharic brothers that's over it was about a thousand dollars at some point it was the most expensive uh bowen design piece and you have dr octopus you have some of those figures that were really expensive you got the in this case the the thor uh the and this is the action figure of thor with the mine ear that thing was when i, I bought it i paid five hundred dollars for it uh, now it has decreased in price because Bowen, you know, of course, went out of business. And I think Saran still stay around the same price. But there were other pieces and, you know, like, you know, the action juggernaut that a lot of people love. I still have in my collection. Beautiful piece. It was a time where it was hard to get them. And there's so many pieces like that and custom pieces and all that kind of stuff. So, yes, you know, the market has fluctuated. And, of course, back in the day, you can get an act, in this case, a, a, a premium format from one four scale for $300. That was a, an average price. Now you have to buy them for seven hundred, a thousand dollars, twelve hundred dollars. 
from SciShow. And then you can go to XM and they're super expensive as well. And then you have companies like Iron Studios producing really expensive stuff. You have all these companies, all this competition, all these little things. Everyone is producing, you know, custom makers, you know, they're making stuff. So it seems at, at, at first glance that the, 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 in this case, the industry, the hobby is about to explode or implode in itself because... You know, there's so much uh, fluctuation. There's so much product that is being introduced into the market and not enough people to purchase. And then, of course, the price have increased. All this science tells us that, that we're going through different times. And, of course, the economy is changing. The situation with China versus the U.S., all of that is really affecting the markets and the way the, the stuff that is produced in China and the cost rises. And, of course, all these are luxury items. So the price increases. There's more people in the hobbies are producing more there's more competition some companies are shifting into other type of things they're going from producing like the high-end stuff more into also very expensive more like more into the pvc stuff and a lot of people are saying well now pvc is the future i i seen i heard a lot of artists saying that PVC is the future. People like uh, in the Eric Sosa, he says all the time in his Facebook page, he says that PVC is the future. And other people are saying the same thing. Companies are changing, like Jerry Macaluso. He left his company. He got tired of it. He sold the company. There's some legal actions going on between him and the people that purchased because some people, you know, the people saying that he just misrepresented the value of the company, things like that. So that's something totally different that we're not going to talk about it today. But there is like, he, you know, there is a change. And this new company is also working with a lot of PVC companies like Diamond Select that has been for years producing stuff. Now it's producing more stuff, but also have different lines, but also they keep um, in, you know using their toy lines. Companies like Gentle Giant went out of the that. They sold their part of the Gentle Giant LTD to Diamond Select, and they dedicated themselves to other parts of the world. So, so you see changes in the company. Even SciShow has become more nowadays a representative of many companies, something that they did initially, and they're going back to this kind of their roots, where they technically are becoming a boutique for statues for all the companies. They're selling for everyone else. They're not producing. They're producing their stuff, but they're also selling for others. You know, like Hot Toys, they've been doing it for years. They do stuff for iron studio they're selling stuff for um you know prime one although they're going through some difficulties and challenges with prime one but you can see how this panorama it might showcase it might show that the, the in this case the hobby is dying even though there's more people there uh, that it is dying um and it's no longer a feasible place to be it's no longer a place where you can say i can just get my money back for what i'm investing uh, which is always the wrong way to see any hobby, and it shouldn't be the case why you get into a hobby in the first place. It's not about investment. Um, you don't see a hobby as a way to invest money because actually you're putting money into something that you love, first and foremost. And if it gets you back something in the end, it's, you know, it is a plus. But it necessarily should be the motivator to get into the hobbies. Unfortunately, for many people that have come into the hobbies, it's more about that. It's more about investment. But at the same time, we have to understand this, and this is a very important thing. When we go into something, we want to at least retain value of what we invest. People want to do that. They don't want to just buy something with an empty promise or a promise that, you know, this is a, you know, that one-time thing. It's a single thing. It's companies, they promise you that these are pretty much limited edition, which they are technically. 
But they tell you that, and all of a sudden the company comes around and they produce more, and they produce more, or they, they do a second edition of the same thing. They just change little things here and there, but it's still pretty much the same uh, skull with just you know, some variants or some variables. So then you have something extra that is adding to the pressure of it. You know, you have a black version, now you have a blue version. You know, you have the pink version, now you have the purple version. So you got all these differences, and um, that really decreases the value because then people are just separating. You're not going for the one that is more expensive, the one that everyone considers a grail. They're going for the one that they prefer, and they want to save the money. And, of course, you can hire somebody else to do the paint job, and it's all sort of things happening. And then you got people doing custom heads and custom arms and custom this, and they put in light-up features and all that kind of stuff. They're doing all these changes. So definitely it's a lot of it and, and it really takes away and sometimes makes you think like, is this the real thing? Am I investing? Am I getting something in return out of this? Because it doesn't matter if I purchase something for a certain amount of money and if I want to sell it down the road because it is the promise, I bought it under those false pretenses, I can say like this, of this is being a limited edition thing, a very limited thing. So I'm guessing that this has to gain some value at some point like it used to because that's who it used to be like you know you buy something for $300 all of a sudden a couple of years down the road is you know by selling for five for six for seven for a thousand dollars of course not everything was like that and of course many things that were so very expensive at some point many of those old uh, mini bus by Bowen Designs increase in value but all you know, at some point they have decreased in value and you can find find them for very cheap nowadays so there's a time you have to kind of know the time in order to for you to sell there's a time to sell and there's a time just to keep and you have to learn the times you have to learn the seasons how things are going and uh, definitely you can say that there's a lot of things and a lot of unknowns and a lot of variables. But for the most part, I, t I tend to listen to the people that have been involved in the industry uh, for many years. The ones that have, they know more than the collectors. Because ultimately the people that know are the people that are dealing with the companies, they're dealing with the factories, they're dealing with the pr products, they're dealing with the IPs, they're dealing with all that in a daily basis. People like Jerry Macaluso, people like Randy Bowen, people like uh, Eric Sosa, uh, all these people. There are, um, you know, all William Harbottle, all these people have been in the industry for so many years. They know what's going on behind closed doors. They know the cost of things. And it's important to keep the eyes open. Uh, my recommendation to every collector that comes into this hobby is not only to befriend the people in the YouTube channels, not only befriend the people that are on the Facebook groups, like the, 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 in this case the, the mods and all that stuff, because they know things, you know, they've been around for some time, but they don't know the full story. So you have to kind of befriend and follow the companies and follow the artist pages because once in a while they will show it to you. They will share with you like people like Joe Man and they will show you a lot of information. They will share from their own perspective what they're dealing with as, as sculptors, as painters, as people that are art directors of these companies. They, they, they will share with you what is happening behind closed doors. And that gives you a better picture. Now, in my opinion, based on what I'm looking at, I don't think the hobby is dying and it's going to die anytime soon. Uh, like, I, like I said in the beginning of the video, people have been collecting statues and figurines for generations, for millennia. Uh, and it's not going to change overnight. It's not like oh, people say, oh, we forget it, we're going to move on. There's always going to be a market. There's always going to be people that are going to invest in these things. 
for a lot of reasons, whether people do it because it's a collectible or whether because they just do it for fun. Uh, some people do it as an investment. There's many reasons why people collect. They, people do it just because they want decoration. So whatever reason that, and a lot of people, they have the income just to do it. And of course, as the nation and the economy changes, some countries have become more uh, powerful economically and they are investing more and buying more. Some of the biggest collectors right now don't come from the West. Some of the biggest collectors in the world are not from the U.S. are not from the U.K. are not from Canada. The biggest collectors in the world are people from Dubai, people from the Middle East, people from Asia, from Singapore, from Japan, uh, for people from Malaysia, people from all these countries that are really seeing a growth, financial growth. People that are, you know have the means to invest. Even people from Latin America, they, they countries like Brazil, uh, countries from Mexico. There are people that are collecting big time more than any other in the world. And they have purchasing power. So, yeah, there's always going to be a purchase. But there's always going to be that effect. There's always going to be, as long as there is a need, there's always going to be someone that is going to cater to that need. So companies are going to do that. Now, the hobby as we know it is changing. Uh, the hobby as we, I knew when I started is dying. But the hobby as it is now is, is really thriving and moving in a new direction. There's a lot of things that are happening. I even heard a lot of producers saying that the future of collectibles is not, the, the in this case, the way we know them and the statues with materials is no longer uh, polystone or all those things. It is uh, or resin. It is now the future is going to be PVC. Many collectors don't want to hear that. Many collectors fight that idea. But you can see how a lot of companies are introducing a lot of different materials or they're combining materials, you know, and really showcasing that. Now, this is not a big problem for, uh, I would say, uh, action figures, you know, because, you know, Hot Toys, Blissway, they have always done that, and it's fantastic. But also, Blissway is known for having this, uh, I would say, hybrid statues where there is PVC in their figure and their faces, but the body is probably polystone with clothing. And you know what? I don't, in my opinion, there's no one as good as Blissway when it comes about likeness. They're definitely very good with their likeness. They have fantastic statues. You saw some of the statues they brought to... Uh, San Diego Comic Con 2019. Phenomenal, beautiful things. So you can see that. You can see a lot of the Japanese companies doing a lot of PVC. They have done it for years. They're masters of the PVC. They know how to sculpt PVC. Yes, the prices are going up. And that's something, you know, it, it, you have to remember this. As the companies, in order to be successful, they have to also sell the stuff accordingly. And, and that's actually more expensive to produce PVC than it is and that's something that people don't know this a lot of people don't realize that they th when they think about pvc they think about plastic they think about little plastic that you know we use for those little you know white pvc tubes you know they think about that type of pvc it is kind of the same material the same type of very high resistant plastic but it goes through different processes the pvc that is used for collectibles is totally different than the type of pvc it is not a cheap plastic it is a plastic that it goes through a process that is more expensive to produce than uh, than polystone. Polystone, they all both have the same thing. There is polyresin. That's technically the polystone. It has resin with some uh, different levels, so different stones all added together, and it creates what the polystone is. Now PVC is the same thing. It is um in this case plastics that are included also with resin. So it, it, they have the same thing, the same components. The only difference is the stones in one and the plastic on the other. The different size, different levels of plastics, and all of that created a very powerful thing. Now, 
Now, a polystone statue is very fragile. It can break easily. You know, uh, you know, if it falls, it can break. Now, the PVC doesn't have the same problem. Uh, so you have all this, and uh, it is hard, more hard resistant to heat, to a lot of issues. Uh, in this case, the polystone, no, the polystone, the PVC, uh, and it is it takes longer in the process to produce and to make statues with PVC is more expensive than doing with polystone. It is more expensive. Now, the only thing is this, is that PVC companies produce more quantity of PVC statues, more than polystone. Therefore, they can even the price and the prices is lower. But they are very limited edition sizes. Uh, and Japan, they've been doing PVC for years. There's very limited edition sizes for a lot of their statues. And it's as the reason you're going to see a lot of PVC statues in Japan from a lot of anime uh, collections and uh, franchises that can go almost the same price as purchasing a statue. Almost the same price, $300, $400, $500 stat, you know, a PVC statue at one six scale and people are like but why so expensive well because of the the way it was produced and the limited edition size there's uh, many factors that determine the price of a statue and definitely at some point maybe i need to talk about it so people know exactly what determines the price but definitely that's uh, that's something that it is important to consider yes again the way the hobby was is dying the way the hobby is now is still thriving Yes, it's going to change. We're going to see more PVC. We're going to see more limited sizes. Uh, there is a growth and expansion of big sizes, but doesn't mean that companies are selling. Companies are not selling as much as they used to. They tell you that they just sold out, and all of a sudden they come back at you and they say, well, we find someone in our warehouse. We're going to sell them to you. They were there all along. They just never sold, sold them. And, of course, you're going to see a reduction in the edition sizes. We need to keep our eyes open and for the, the market. You know, be careful what you purchase. You know, be very mindful. I always tell that to people. Consider all the factors before you make a purchase. Uh, whatever you purchase, you have to be in love with. You have to be happy with your purchase. If you're already asking people to give you your opinion what to choose and you have a problem, you probably don't need both. Uh, or you're probably not even, into, you know, really not uh, sure about the decision between both. Because when you love something, you're going to go for what you love. And there's not going to be another one in between. When you love someone, it's not like, this is not like a love triangle where you have two two girls to love. You know? <laughs> That's just that as an example. There are two women to love. You're not in that love triangle. If you love someone, you love someone, and you're going to stick with that person. And you're going to have two, two ideas or, you know, two people to deal with. Two things kind of pulling you on both sides. That's just my opinion. Of course, some people might be different but uh, that's my experience but I feel that um, we need to keep our eyes open yeah the hobby is dying as we as I knew as I got into and I have to accept it you know I cannot just cry out and say well this is done I'm not gonna be like those comic book fans that they all they do in their some Facebook groups is just cry out because the comics books are no longer like they used to be back in 1970 you know I have to move on they're not the same you know yes I love the past doesn't mean that I had to you know dwell on the past you know and I had to dwell on the past of the hobby the hobby has come a long way the art is better there's a lot of stuff you know back in the day you have to wait for a company to produce something you have to wait forever sometimes years for a company to really get into it we went out in this case Bowen designed you have to wait for years sometimes to get the, the character you wanted because nobody else was doing it but now of course there's not many companies doing one six scale but uh, the one for scale, you know, you get a, you know, the statue you want, there's options. Not only you can get it from the uh, one company, you can get it from another company. 
There's many companies producing it. And if you don't find a company doing it, you can even do it yourself. Or you can get a custom maker to do it for you. And custom makers are uh, pretty much offering the stuff that nobody else is offering. So there's so many options. This, the possibilities are endless. And, and definitely the hobby is thriving on that sense. And like I said it many times, and I said it time, many times before, the future is going to be customs. You're going to see more and more people doing their own thing. And I can see it day by day. Yeah, there are bad experiences, but as the technology progresses and people are you know using and they're doing a lot of um you know like zbrush they're better at creating stuff and also you know like all 3d printers i you're going to see people producing their own stuff from now on and that's just something that i can foresee uh you know where i stand but what is your opinion what do you think about the industry you think it's dying are you tired of it are you fed up with all the changes Uh, are you waiting for are you happy for the changes let me know how you feel about it in the comments below if you're watching this in YouTube. If you're listening uh, through the different uh, apps, through iTunes, Teacher Spreaker, and so on, you can go to my Facebook page or you can go to my Twitter account and you can share with, uh, with me how you feel. Uh, so once again, my friends, God bless. Take care and I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.